Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, Keith Powell joins us for a lively discussion of board games and etc. That makes you want to listen, right? Let's go. The program is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I feel like I was insufficiently welcoming when I said my name just now. Is that because it's nighttime? Yeah, I think so. I think you got your I think you got your night moves on. Oh. That was kind of like I mean, it was less welcoming, but it was more sensual. It was kind of like a Hugh Hefner like Step into my... I'm thinking of the old Hugh Hefner TV show that I've only seen referenced in... in uh, I have a second question. Did sure. I say that the name of the show was The Sound of Young America? No. Uh, I, oh, maybe you did. It's possible that I also <laughs> did that. Should we start over? Um, yeah, I mean, should we and will we are the sort of the two gotcha. questions we should address. Probably to the first, yes. To the second, seems unlikely at this point. I think so. We've really, we've really spent, we've really spent a lot of time dealing with this first subpar intro. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we all got to go to bed sometime. Sure. You know what I mean, Jordan? Mm-hmm. Um, it is a beautiful evening here in Los Angeles in Mount Washington Manor. Does that work? I've been oh. wanting to come up with a good name. For your, for your homestead. For my estate. Yeah. Mount Washington Manor. Yeah, I mean, you I mean, I've been saying convinced. I've been saying fuck palace, but you like just ignore <laughs> it every week. I have fucked here. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean sure. to be gross or anything. Yeah. I'm not trying to be gross, Jordan, but that's the reality. Mm-hmm. It's not that palatial. No, that's true. There's a <laughs> turret, though. <laughs> that's true. I did build a crude tur- turret <laughs> out of cereal boxes and egg cartons. I'm looking forward, by the way, to the part of fatherhood where it's important to save my egg cartons for projects. Oh, right. Okay. There's a point in fatherhood. Let's introduce our guest, Jordan. Sure. Uh, You probably know him as a... Ladies and gentlemen, a stack of egg cartons. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the incredible edible egg. (laughs) Um, You probably know him as a regional theater impresario. Um, If you don't know him from that, you probably know him from... What I would describe, Jordan, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. as the best show. Oh, I've been calling it a fuck palace. <laughs> um, our guest, Keith Powell, uh, you know him as uh, Twofer on the hit show 30 Rock, uh, hello, which hello. chronicles the behind-the-scenes tales of uh, the wacky misadventures of a team trying to put together a sketch comedy series no, out with, of egg cartons. with Alec Baldwin at the helm. You uh, you absolutely mischaracterized it. It is uh, the wacky adventures of a man named Tufer. Oh. And all the people that surround him in his life. Was I thinking of Hogan's Heroes? Yes. Ah, Hogan's Heroes that's the, is the that's one. That's the one about the sketch comedy <laughs> show Alec with Baldwin Alec Baldwin. Is, yes, yes. Uh, well, Keith, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. It's a pleasure ah, to have yes, you here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for making time in your busy uh, Los Angeles schedule, running probably, I'm guessing, from uh, you know major film audition to major film audition. No. Uh, most of my time uh, here has been... My girlfriend wanting me to do a practice run for when we challenge people in taboo. 
So wait. I'm not lying about that. So, <laughs> so why is this something you cannot do in New York City, which I imagine well, my, is where you live? My girlfriend lives in Los Angeles. Okay. And oh. I live in New York City. So she so. wants, she asked you to fly out. <laughs> Specifically. Because game night is coming up. Game night's happening. And well, we had a, we had a game night last night. Uh-huh. And we lost by a couple points. What game, what game are you playing? Taboo. Right. That's the only had, game in the world I to guess play. I, I guess I just uh, assumed the Settlers email, of Catan. Yeah, no, if, uh, there will be no other game. The Settlers of Catan people are going to freak out. Yeah. You don't know the Settlers actually, of Catan the, people. Yes, the, that, uh, that graph, the Settlers of Catan graph and the Jordan Jesse Go listener graph are uh, remarkably similar. Yeah. Going to freak. Yeah, they're flipping out. So wait, she wanted to do a practice? Okay, you have to understand that... What my, happens in Taboo, first of all? If uh, you can't say a word, yeah, that's and you the, have to that's have your deck you out. You can't say a word, yeah. So you, you have the... Like, like, you get this practice, you know, you get the word that you have to get your team to it's guess. It's kind of like $40,000 pyramid? $50,000 pyramid? Yes. How much does the pyramid cost? Oh, the pyramid is anything you want it to be. Okay. It's it all, all in your mind. Mm-hmm. Jordan, yeah. I think you're thinking of Mahjong. <laughs> but, so, yeah, you know, you, you and then you, you, you have to describe whatever it is without saying the five words that Taboo tells you not to say. The, what, how would you describe those words? Uh, what do you mean? How, uh, Off the table, probably. How would, I, would you say those five words are off the table? Oh yeah, yeah. They they would be they would be off the table. I like yeah. that. I like that. Thank you. How many uh, how many now is your game night is this a a couples affair? Who who comes to game You know, night? it's it's pretty much anybody that we the motley crew of people that we've amassed along the way. Sure. So, it's a lot of How many of those nutty people artists. were in Motley Crew? Um all of them. <laughs> okay. We invite the uh Vince full Neal. band. Is it weird that as soon as you said that you had amassed a motley crew of people to play board <laughs> games with you, I assumed that one of them was Luis Guzman? And because well, because, because he's a member of most motley crews. He really is. Yeah, you, yeah. I have to tell you how like I've run into him in so many different weird circles. Oh, I wish I could run into Luis Guzman more. <laughs> one time he was on The Sound of Young America and it was one of those things, you know, often I'll book someone on The Sound of Young America. Typically, I'll book someone on The Sound of Young America because I admire their work. You know? Can you just say that again, The Sound of Young America? The Sound of Young America? Sorry, I didn't know that was off the table. <laughs> oh, um, oh, oh, oh. But when I booked Luis Guzman on, <laughs> that dude lives, number one, that dude lives in rural Vermont. He lives in Vermont. <laughs> he lives in rural Vermont. Do you know who else lives in Vermont that I went to visit uh, recently? Treat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> How is that for random? <laughs> also, I thought you were going to say a bottle of famous maple syrup. <laughs> Other famous Vermonters include... So they might be neighbors. Include Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. Why not? I just, but, at this point, I assume I that all famous you, non-white people live in Vermont as a sort you, of taunt to Vermonters. I got to tell you, it's the weirdest idea to see, like... Louise Guzman and Treat Williams living in Vermont. Well, because Louise yeah, Guzman is like he is the world's most famous New Yorican, right? Like he really this guy, is. <laughs> this guy got famous <laughs> because this guy got famous because he was in short eyes. 
You know what I mean? And, yes. And no, much well before that. He got famous well before that. Did he? No, no, no. Oh, I don't Short think Eyes. He did. No, yeah, Short Eyes. The, yeah. The Broadway, it was a Broadway play first, and then they yeah. made it into a movie. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and at the very end of the 70s, beginning of the 80s, soundtrack by Mr. Curtis Mayfield. Okay, I have to, I, because I'm filled with meaningless facts about mm-hmm. pop culture, I'll tell mm-hmm. you that Short Eyes is the production that they coined the phrase, uh, the Broadway play, they coined the phrase snob hit. Because it was it was written by a prison inmate who later went back to prison, and then um, and then the entire cast were former prison inmates, and it was so ironic that a whole bunch of people dressed in furs and uh, you know top hats and tuxedos went to go and see this play where a whole bunch of prison inmates you know kind of kind of. You know, I don't know, shivved each other in front of them, right? <laughs> and and that's when they coined the phrase "snob hit." What was also interesting was that those people managed to find a haberdasher that still sold top hats. <laughs> it was the eighties, yeah, sure. <laughs> had to head down to Warhol's factory. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like the I like that premise of just like saying saying a fact, true or not, and going. It was the 80s. <laughs> I think you could get away with a lot. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that. there's a time when Griffins and Hydras roamed the earth. <laughs> well, it was the 80s. Hey, Jordan, uh, did you know that George Plimpton was briefly president of the United States? Oh, boy. <laughs> the 80s were crazy. The 80s. The 80s. None of us were born in it. <laughs> no. Um, uh, but Luis Guzman yeah. l- had to draw. This is this is how rural the place that Luis Guzman lives. And I'm not making this up, Keith. Luis Guzman lived two hours from the nearest public radio station. <laughs> it was we booked him a public radio station, a remote Vermont public wow. radio studio. Uh, it wasn't even and Montpelier. Most, most public radio stations are actually in those shacks you use for ice fishing. So <laughs> it's already pretty out there. Yeah. I it, mean, the, he wants to go off the map. So wait, so where do you... <laughs> Maybe some of those short eyes prison inmates are looking for yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, does, where does Keith Powell run into Luis Guzman? Do you, is, there like, uh, is there a sort of... I'm imagining that it's kind of like... The uh, what's the club for comedians? Where Friars Club? It's sort mm. of like a Friars Club for beloved <laughs> television supporting characters. <laughs> well, you know the thing. I mean, first off, let me preface this by saying Gu- Luis Guzman would not know me from like a bum on the street. And why would he? I mean, you yeah. totally. So no reason. So, but you know, I've run into him about two or three times at like different. I don't know, like. You go to like different parties and mm-hmm. and you know you have a circle of friends maple like, syrup tastings maple syrup <laughs> tastings in Vermont when you're picking out sure. you know haberdasheries sure. you, I, 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 as they do in Vermont they, you v- go v- to a haberdashery Vermont <laughs> haberdasheries sell mostly plaid shirts <laughs> right, right? <laughs> um, but you know uh, so you know I have a friend of mine uh, named Malcolm who uh, Barrett Malcolm Barrett who did a show with him so. You know, they. I was out one night and I saw Malcolm and Louise Guzman. So it's like it's you know it's a different. It's like it's a you know just around. Louise Guzman almost seems magical to me, he and is. that did not change after I interviewed him for forty five minutes. <laughs> like he seems like from his from his like his life as like 
essentially he was like a you know he was like an anti-gang community organizer okay. in this sort of guardian angels era he was a social worker at one point like literally a social worker amazing and but but like in in you know new york city in the mid 1970s like basically he was trying to keep the warriors from knifing each other (laughs) this man should have ran for mayor Oh God! Of Montpelier uh, specifically. I have a joke than a question. Okay. <laughs> the First. joke is: I bet in the beloved TV character supporting the beloved TV supporting character uh, social club, there is a French Stewart lending library. <laughs> That's the joke. The question is: Why did you go to Treat Williams's house? Oh, you know, I'm doing a project with him later okay. on uh, next year. But I got to tell you, he is like the sweetest hippie. That's still living. That's still kind of living in the '60s. You'll ever meet. He is the sweetest man in the world, and he's such a hippie. Wow. Uh, what, what, now, yeah. how does this hippiness manifest itself? Is this is uh... no, you get you get some stories about his wilder days. Okay, All right, sure. <laughs> you know, every time if you go over to Treat Williams's house, you get some stories about his wilder days. I, I, um, uh, he's like, but he's so hospitable and like. It's very interesting because, like, the what I see him on television and the person that I like see in life, in my mind, are two very different things. Because in on television, I see Treat Williams as a very like alpha male, handsome, dashing. I'm gonna like tell you how it is. I'm gonna crush you with my hand. And, <laughs> you know, in that order. In that You'll order. You'll know how it is while I'm crushing while you I with crush my you. hand. Sort of a French Stewart type. Mm-hmm. Like, a well, he Stewart. borrows from the French Stewart yeah. line. And then, but like, and then when you meet him, he's so like gentle and sweet and like literally Earth Mother loving. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Total hippie. <laughs> yes. We'll literally give you a speech about the Earth Mother. <laughs> right, exactly. So, okay. Mother Gaia. <laughs> I like this. I like... <laughs> yeah. Jordan, why aren't, why aren't we mid-level Hollywood figures? <laughs> this sounds great. Yeah, Not for lack of trying. Basically, all I want out of life is a career that could be described as Diedrich Bader-esque. <laughs> <laughs> that's, we all, all, that's all I want for we myself. We all should aspire to as <laughs> yes. much. I I think that I frankly Jordan I have to I have to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. We've been podcasting for four or five years now. Sure, we're very popular podcasters. Sure, we're really at the top of the heap in the world of Absolutely. podcasting. Thank you, Keith. Of course. And <laughs> Keith, by the way, also works for Neil, Nielsen Podcast Ratings. <laughs> right. um, so that's number one. I mean, that's the baseline. Sure. We've got a lot of legitimacy. You're a legitimate in the world of comedy, and I in the world of public radio. Why? Why has that not paved our path? <laughs> I think we're just in not Hollywood. complaining. Why enough. are you not staying in yes. Treat Williams' house yes. in Vermont? Yes, and getting hugged and then served a bowl of quinoa. <laughs> right. Why are before, we wrong before having here. our necks snapped like celery sticks? Why are we almost never at the Chateau Marmont? That's what I want to know. We are rarely there. Why don't we... We should be... You can be. At the Mm -hmm. very least, we should be able to... We should have met, like, Michael Richards. (laughs) (laughs) I hung out one time with Michael Richards. Really? You know, bare minimum, we should have... You know, we should have met Alan Alda socially. Mm -hmm. Like, run into Alan Alda at a party. Why not? He's everywhere, too. He's the Louise Guzman of his day. 
Really? Oh, have you I, met? I, I, no, I I it's a fun thing to that. say. I was genuinely, I was genuinely excited at the prospect. I met, I met him Keith once had. when he was on when he was on Thirty Rock. But oh uh, yes, he sure. was on Thirty Rock. I, I remember. Uh, and you were also uh, you also did a guest shot on Scientific American Frontiers. Why? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It was a quid pro quo, right? Yeah. <laughs> and also, they retroactively inserted you into After Mash. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. <laughs> Jordan Jesse go. Jordan Jesse go the program. I'm your host Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, and Keith Powell, actor. He is. He's an actor. <laughs> he does act, but not just an actor, Jordan. Mm. A theatrical impresario. Wow. This is what I imagine. I know that you uh, are involved in the operation of what appears to be a legitimate summer stock theater in... (laughs) I used to be. Delaware. In Delaware. Good job. I picture you getting cast on 30 Rock. Yes. And then when Studio 60 got canceled, you went and bought your own theater, (laughs) retrofitted it, and said, let's put on a show. Well, it actually was the opposite. Uh (laughs) I had the theater. 30 Rock came along. And I'm like, why the hell am I doing theater? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's reasonable. That's what happened. I think that's... Once I started this podcast, I stopped metalworking. So I had a similar, like, fuck this. You understand this. You understand. I do miss... You used to make the most beautiful metal flowers, Jordan. (laughs) Yeah, my heart wasn't in it. I know. It's too many craft fairs. Yeah. You've been to one craft fair. Oh, man. I fucked my way across this nation's craft fairs, too. (laughs) I mean, I'm so tired of the craft fair groupies. You're tired of the... You're tired specifically of, of craft puss. Yeah. It's a very specific type of puss. That's my uh, favorite German techno band from the 70s, too. Kraftpuss? Kraftpuss? With an umlaut over the U. The uh, the Feltas. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that is really Um, dumb. Yeah. That's probably Probably one of the dumb. Can I ask you guys a quick question? Yeah. Just a follow up to something I said earlier. Okay. Um,. I was tweeting earlier today, mm-hmm. and something moved me to to use the word "puss." In <laughs> as a don't as know, a diminutive form that? of pussy, okay. as it, as in like puss in boots. Yeah, as in puss in. You boots. were tweeting about how much you loved puss in boots. <laughs> yeah, in three sure. D in theaters now. The hit film "Puss in Boots" uh, that I don't know who's in it, but probably Whoopi Goldberg, right? Uh, so Antonio Banderas and Whoopi Goldberg, Selma Hayek. Yes, Selma Hayek. You know what? I think America, the movie going public, uh, loves Selma Hayek and Antonio Banderas, but the one thing they're sick of is having to look at them on the screen. So it's <laughs> yeah, good right? that they've gone. I'm glad that they've gone. To they've gone towards. Um, but I use the word puss. I don't think I had ever used that before, mm-hmm. but I got a nice kick out of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I enjoyed saying puss. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Jesse is going to bring back the word puss into our popular lexicon. And yeah. so I'm wondering, is that cool? Like, is that something we should work on? Uh, like us saying puss a lot? Or, and just to encourage others to say it? Yeah. Or just, or is it even okay for me to say it once? Or is it too upsetting? Yeah, I like, I mean, yeah, in general, I like it. I mean, I guess I think about it not as, you know, genitals or, you know, not a female's genitals or... um you know, a a synonym for wimp, but um, 
but I guess I think of it as something like a grandma says when you're pouting, like "Don't have a puss on." Like a sour puss. Like a sour puss. That's still dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have a puss on, grandma. Yeah. Whoa. Image in my head, I can never erase. Uh, here, you know, n- n- okay. we're talking about shoving something up the zeitgeist. Sure. <laughs> sure. I hear something. Changing been, the here's, world. Here's been something I've been kind of working on in my spare time that I think I'm ready to debut. Yeah, okay. Uh, Keith, tell me, uh, just if you have a quick, you know, just not, not a full anecdote, but just a sentence about someone who is not famous. Just, you know, you, you okay. had a, you know, you had a rude waiter, or you, you, uh, you were pleased to see the bartender you usually see. Just a, a story about someone who is not particularly famous. Your greengrocer passed on. Yeah, or you know, <laughs> a, a family member or something like that. Okay. Um, uh, well, just recently, um, someone when I used to run my theater company, there was an usher mm. that worked there who recently passed away, and um, uh, all of his obituaries talk about um, how you know he was married for twenty six years and have all these kids, and uh, neglecting to mention that when his wife passed away before him, he became the biggest homosexual I've ever met <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> like, like, like wearing every, like, re- like rainbow flag t-shirts every time I saw him. Do you think it was maybe under his mourning gear at <laughs> right. her funeral? Like right. he had on the black suit and just was like, tore open the coat? <laughs> and, you know, he was the nicest human being yeah. I've ever met in my life. And it was a sweet guy, sweet guy. The gayest thing Ever and he must have been like eighty years old, and when his wife passed away, he decided to let the gay flag fly, and um, and then now his obituaries all talk about how devoted husband he devoted was. Husband. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you're missing the fact that Lover he had pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but like you're missing the fact that this man had yeah. like a twenty five year old Dominican lover for like fifteen <laughs> years. Yeah, and also kind of like what's amazing about that is that you know it's it's kind of it's kind of a a, a testament to you can't have a second act in life, right. you know? Like maybe you are you grew up in a, in a different era where you had to be totally. closeted. Well, it's oh. good. Like if your wife of long standing is going to pass on, and we'll get to your zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. No, no. This sorry, is actually, sorry. That no, no. Was this, my... the, what actually hurt my zeitgeist thing is that was an interesting story. Uh, no, no. But it's great. All right. Uh, I, can, so, I can give you another one. With, no, no. Yeah. Well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll ask for another one shortly because <laughs> yeah, we want to is... talk about we want to talk about this elderly homosexual gentleman. Why not? I think that it would be nice if, when your wife passed, you could just. Turn to a new page. Yeah. <laughs> right? Not? Open a new book. Maybe like maybe it's like, well, I had, hadn't considered it before, but I guess now I'm free to be a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> a gay man. <laughs> Why not? Why not give it a whirl? You might get yourself a plane ticket and be a Cayman gay man. Oh, sure. <laughs> and you can do some banking, some offshore banking. So if, if there's a short for, for pussy, then what's the short for, for dick? I've always been in, interested in a little dick. Oh, <laughs> stop being such a dear. Right. I think you sound like you had a little stroke when you said that. Look at that eye sound. Which is what Dude, the French yeah. call orgasm. <laughs> right. Lethal stroke. Oh, man. Sorry I ruined uh, no, your no, zeitgeist. That's okay. You know, Teresa made a bunt cake. Uh, I, yeah. I saw my greengrocer, like you said. Yeah, Ju- Julia uh, went to a uh, play with her mom the other day. Mm, Julia. She's good in everything. 
<laughs> if the person being talked about is not an actor going, oh, they're good in everything. I think I, I think that works for me. Can we get that started? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you can't use my dead gay. Oh, I mean, no, maybe I can. I can. I can. Mm, and uh, an elderly uh, El- usher who, until recently, was closeted. He's good in everything. Yeah. That could work. It works. I like it. He's work. good in it's everything. It's a little morbid now that he's yeah, dead. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> he's good in everything, including his coffin. <laughs> that doesn't. That, no, no, that no, doesn't no. work. No, no. But I, but I, I get it. But I, yeah, <laughs> I like an elderly gay. Sure, because they're out there having fun. They are. You know what I mean? Walking well, not, a dog. Not all of them. Yeah, that's true. I've known more than one elder, elderly gays in my life. And Some could be sad. Yeah. yeah. Some could be mean. I mean, I think you, you, they really <laughs> do represent. Human. <laughs> we have, I have to tell you, this conversation has taken a very interesting turn. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I mean, as a San Francisco native, when you see uh, when you see a gay elderly couple yes. walking their dog down the streets of San Francisco, what I think is that seems like a fun way to be an old person. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, listen, that's a lot of sex there. Well, yeah. I, well, for an old person, especially. Well, but you know, I've always, you know, and I don't want to offend any. I have, you know, it's always the like the go to, and like I'm not gonna. I I don't. I'm not against homosexuals. I have a lot of homosexual friends. Sure. I'm, I, You've got a, I like black people. I have a lot of black friends. <laughs> you have a male lover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against gay. But, but I have you know, a 25-year-old so Dominican fuck buddy. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody, but I don't think this is offensive. No. But but when, um, when I was in college, I was like, no, I want to be gay. I would not be able to stand. I'd be fucking so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, sure. As uh, it stands right now, they've got begging women to have sex with me. I mean, Not now even, even this is more true now than it was then. Now there's an app they use to fuck on their <laughs> that's, phones that's where true. it beeps when they're getting closer to sex. <laughs> All you have to do is walk around in an area where beep, there's beep, cell beep, reception. Beep. It's a fuck tricorder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh my God. It's a fuck divining rod. That is amazing. Yeah. There is a Geiger Why? counter, Geiger counter for penis and butt. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, just, I mean, you know, I sure. I wish I were gay. It yeah, would be I neat. wish because I would totally be fucking all the time. And my we'd, penis would be broken. And yeah. we don't mean to diminish the difficulties that gay men face, no. even still in and America that's why today. I didn't want to sure. Yeah, I mean these these are significant <laughs> difficulties, and Absolutely. we we would love to do our best to lend a hand to remove those difficulties. Yes. <laughs> but guys, console yourself in endless cock. <laughs> Uh, it's like endless shrimp at Red Lobster. <laughs> uh, now, now I have to tell you, I now just think about three, <laughs> three gay friends of mine who are not getting laid and having oh, a yeah. big problem oh, sure, with sure. it. So, of course, oh. I just contradicted myself. But I mean, if there, I think if you're a gay man in a major city in the United oh. States and you're not getting laid. It's because you've chosen to you, seek something more. You've made that choice. <laughs> well, it's like women. You know, I, I really do believe that that women can get laid anytime they want. They just, you know, make a choice about the yeah. man sure. that they, you know, I, you know, they're yeah. 
they have values. But <laughs> you know. But gay men don't have to worry about that. Not a concern for gay dudes. Not, they don't have any values. <laughs> this conversation has well, taken a yes. very weird turn. <laughs> no, they don't they don't have to they don't have to worry about ladies who have values. So if no, they decide right. that they don't because I yes. think that each of us has been in situations in our lives where we have decided to choose values. Yes. We're not we're not powerless. Absolutely. We're mm-hmm. not powerless in the in the face of uh, of our ids. Right. However, um however it's not at the it's not necessarily always r- ruling the day in the way it might <laughs> with a lady. I would agree with that. I it's funny because uh and you know um there's a story I love to tell. I had an assistant who was gay and um he was telling me that Hold he, on. That's kind of offensive. <laughs> I know. I I I, I regularly Just offend people. Clean it up. <laughs> no, so I had I had an assistant who was gay and, and he was telling me about the fact that he lives with his ex boyfriend. And I was like, Well, I don't understand. So like you have a current boyfriend, but you live your roommate is your ex boyfriend, isn't that awkward? And he goes, Oh Keith, I'm gay. <laughs> As if, as if, like that answers all the problems. Right. <laughs> like you know, I I could not, and I I was saying I can't imagine like being roommates with my ex girlfriend sure. of like five years, and then bringing another girl home. I I just can't imagine that. And he's like, oh, you idiot. Did he? I'm did gay. he? Did he give you the? Did he give you the international symbol like, symbol for it's cool? I'm gay, which is just. Two hands. <laughs> I wish it's cool. It's fine. I wish our audience at home was was seeing this action. Left <laughs> and right. Sure. Given Up the and old down motion. No, I, but but honestly, that and that was that was the end of that conversation. He did not explain it yeah. any further. Right. Yeah, it almost right. It doesn't. It doesn't require a right. lot more explanation. There are parts of it that do and parts of it that don't. I just like the oh. idea of him having. A handful of, I almost said pixie dust, but that actually is offensive. But a handful of magic dust that he just goes, right. and that's just it's gay. Okay. That's it's just okay. gay, it and it makes everything any awkward situation. <laughs> oh, Keith. And it was oh, it was it was very condescending too. Like you plebeian, just right. like there's there's like an there's like an old lady. There's only one window open at the post office, and there's an old lady paying for a money order in pennies. You know, and and he just and he just blows a little gay on her, and then just takes her out at the knees. It's fine. I'm gay. It's cool. I'm gay. Oh, Doris. It's fine. Oh, Doris, and your coupons. Okay, look, we'll be back. We'll be back and on a different subject in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Keith Powell, actor. Um, Keith, what a joy to have you here on the program. It's very exciting. Thank you. 30 Rock, really the best show that there is. Sure. Thank you. I mean, look, I like Archer a lot, too. And I know people like community because they like to recognize things that they know. Yeah. Um, You enjoy the Antiques Roadshow. I do. I do. I love the Antiques Roadshow. Um, But I still, I'm going to go with 30 Rock for best show. It is. 
Right? It is. It, it's, you know, people always say to me, uh, you know, people stop me on the street and say it's their favorite show. And I go, it's mine too. <laughs> I like, I feel like, you know, I feel like I, I have not contributed to its success in a way. And I don't say that in a self-deprecating way, but, you know, the, the show's brilliance, I think, is in its writing. And I don't write for the show, so God, I'm, I get to be a I mean, fan what, as God, well. Yeah, it must be exciting because I wish I would get the 30 Rock script yeah. the week you were shooting oh, it. Oh, dude, like, that is kind of a, a, a pleasure. It is I, a pleasure to, to get the script so far in advance and know what's happening and know what the weird jokes are. And I'm so over – you know, like um, when I – I'm so over the jokes when by the time they air because you know, like we've said it a million <laughs> yeah, yeah. times. Um, uh, there's a fun little story where I was over my aunt and uncle's house, mm-hmm. and I was I was like I read the funniest thing in a, a Thirty Rock script the other day. It said never go with a hippie to a second location. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> sure. It was the funniest thing in the world, and everybody looked at me like. What the hell are you yeah. talking about? They did not find it funny at all. And then, and then when it aired, they laughed uh, so hard to it. And I'm like, and, then, and I'm guys, like, guys, remember when I told you that? I'm like, I told you that joke already. And they're like, yeah, but it wasn't funny. Nah. <laughs> now it's funny. Uh, and I go, now I'm over it. But a joke on Thirty Rock. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I nope. mean, that really is the best joke that there is. It almost sometimes I'll be watching Thirty Rock. Um, and I will see a joke, and I will be pained that the joke is so good, <laughs> like upset and confused. Yeah, that there could be a joke that is so good. It's sort of beyond. It's sort of like outside of my comprehension. It's sort of like it's sort of like if you're an atheist and you're trying to think about God, and it's just making you upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I, I, there's a there's a great joke on Thirty Rock that every single time, and I've known this joke forever, I always giggle at. And it's a scene. I think it was in the fourth season where Jenna, um, who you know plays the actress, uh, who's the actress on the show, um, and she previously was the only singer on the show, and then there's a new cast member who can sing very well and she said well let me hear you sing to to you know so that we can arrange it but she really is just you know threatened by the competition and he starts singing and it's really beautiful and they have the 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 cameras on him and then he he stops singing in the middle of it and he goes i'm sorry is your nose bleeding (laughs) (laughs) and they cut back to her and there's a drop of you know blood trickling down from her nose and she goes no i'm just so happy for you i'm not having a rage stroke (laughs) (laughs) every time i see that joke i like i giggle endlessly (laughs) um and and uh I yeah. This sorry if this is becoming thirty rocky great. Okay, uh, sorry, sorry. It's lame. I'm used to it. I <laughs> hate myself for. It. But like, it feels like the that it's like the show now. Like its most recent episodes. Like it seems like it's gradually gone from like taking place in the real world to not taking place in the real world. Well, you know, Tina. Tina was very clear at the in the first season when when they were still kind of figuring out what the show was, yeah. that she really loved the idea that the that the, the world was elastic. Mm-hmm. That's the word she used, that she wanted to be very elastic so that you can get away with a joke that really would not take place in the real world and then also be uber realistic. And she said that there is that there's a freedom in in joke writing where you you don't have there really is no rules 
on what can be done or what can't be done. You just want to make somebody laugh. I have been, I have gotten in arguments on the internet that I've then had to withdraw myself from (laughs) over, you know, some show or other that I have complained about not being character driven enough, Mm. probably Arrested Development. And which I think is a wonderful show. And I want to make that clear to everyone who emailed me about, I think it's a wonderful show. (laughs) I just think it lost its way a little bit towards the end. Um, but, uh, I've, I've complained about that before and this, and people say, well, you love 30 rock, you know, that's your favorite show. You know, that is the joke drivenest sitcom on television. But the thing that I, the thing that I really appreciate about 30 rock is that no matter how absurd the jokes are, they are always driven by the character and situation and feelings. Um, and Tina's very, very strict about that, too. I, I, I think that the, the way that I like to categorize it is, is that it's, it's rooted in humanity. And, I, and it's rooted into the personalities of the people who are telling that particular joke. It's not just – and that's what drives me crazy about some particular shows, Family Guy, that you just <laughs> – it, there's no, there's nothing rooting the joke. Sure. And, Huffington Post headline: Twofer takes on Family Guy, comma gays, <laughs> elderly gays, elderly gays. No, I mean you know I, I actually used to be a huge fan of Family Guy, um, but I but I feel like it's it now has its merit, just certainly. throwing comedy at you with that's kind of baseless, and 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 I think that that's what kind of makes Thirty Rock unique and special and interesting and and kind of to what you're talking about that there is um that there's a humanity in the joke yeah and you know when norm mcdonald was on uh, our friend uh mark maron's podcast mm-hmm. wtf recently and he said well, he said a lot of amazing <laughs> shit um that's an amazing man norm that's, mcdonald that's an amazing hour <laughs> of podcast yeah an amazing madman um but one of the things that i really liked that he said was he wrote on roseanne which I, I've been watching a lot of because my yeah. wife has been... It's on Netflix instant streaming. It's yeah. a great show. I mean, Roseanne... It really is a really good show. And John Except Goodman for that couldn't last be year. better. When it was all a dream. When she won, when she won the lottery and yeah, it was all yeah. a dream, it was very weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, he, wrote, he wrote on Roseanne for a couple of years, I think. And yeah. um, one of the things that he said in that WTF interview was when he got the first uh, Roseanne script, the first year that he worked on Roseanne... He read it and said, "said because he's Norm Macdonald, not just thought. Uh, <laughs> all of these jokes are terrible. No one is going to laugh at this." Huh. And then the lesson that he had to learn was that um, the what made the jokes funny was the characters. Yeah. And he didn't. I mean, he still does has does not have a strong understanding of character. But, but I think. That's, we can, but that's good comedy. I mean, you know, yeah. um, people always ask me what my favorite show of all time is, and mm-hmm. I think it's Cheers. I have that. I have that problem too. People are always asking me that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, but you know, I you sure. you watch Cheers, and I kind of think Frasier is kind of lumped into that. Yeah, and Frasier, it's part of the Cheers universe. It's the Cheers universe, mm-hmm. and certainly <laughs> so is Wings. Certainly, the, oh yeah, right, <laughs> it totally okay. is. Yeah. Certainly, the Tortellis also. The Tortellis, mm-hmm. oh my. So so, but but um, what made that show? You know, the show, the writing was was solid, was really good. But what made that show extraordinary was that 
it wasn't just that they were, you know, that Norm said something funny. It mm-hmm. was that Norm said something funny. Yeah, well, Norm said the normiest thing you right. could ever say every and time, and you just marvel mm-hmm. at. There's no character. There's no character on Cheers who's witty. None. And Zero. that's amazing. It's amazing that you have a comedy show as funny as Cheers mm-hmm. is when none of them are ironic or, you know, I mean, Carla's good with Carla. Slam. Carla will insult you, yeah, but she's yeah. not really like ironic and, sure. you know, above it all and snarky. And yeah. there's no character like that. And, and to watch, to, you know, modern sitcoms. That that's it's just kind of a dying breed. It's it's not it doesn't exist much anymore. So I, that's why I really love when it's um, when the the kind of shows where you're laughing because the person because you know the person who said it. Yeah, you, you know, know I'm I'm having I'm having a, a little bit of a this is it's funny that we're talking about this because I'm kind of having a a a I'm thinking about this a lot. I'm uh, kind of putting the kind of finishing touches on a uh, on a pilot, mm-hmm. um, and I want to be in it. Oh, uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> As two, two, it's it's part of the thirty rockaverse. So oh, this good. is twofers. Oh, good. This is twofers tortellis. It's right, actually yes. also called the tortellis. It's sort of <laughs> yeah. a hybrid. Yeah, it's a yeah. reboot of the tortellis, starring I, twofer. I, I just give me the check. Yeah. Um, and um, don't worry, we got that podcasting money. <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, for the listeners, I'm going to have a uh, stage reading in L.A. soon. I will let yes. you know when that is. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because uh, I also don't want the script just to be full of, like, slams and weird right. things and references. But here's the thing. Just someone reading this, some executive guy who's certainly never heard of me, right. uh, doesn't know these characters. So it's so hard because I can't, like... Pilot, right? I can, th- I can think of them, and I can think of what kind of guy this is, and why it's funny that they think this. But mm. how do I tell the reader that? Yeah, uh, pilot writing isn't it's it's it, <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's entirely its own beast. Mm-hmm. Pilot writing. Um, you know, I've written a couple of pilots. Yeah, um, I have an animated pilot that I'm that I actually decided to fund first or to self fund and, and make first. Oh, neat. And then sell it. Uh-huh. You know, and then put it out, but. And this is called is, Family Guy Two, correct? Yes, gotcha. Family Guy Year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Family but, Guy in parentheses, <clears throat> the family is the Tortellis. <laughs> <laughs> this is a confusing title. <laughs> but but also, why does it star Kelsey Grammer? <laughs> <laughs> because everything should star everything Kelsey Grammer. Star. Sure, but no, but but. Um, um, it's an, it's its own beast. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's pilots, like auditioning isn't acting. Exactly. I think it's kind of a similar thing. But you know, pilots have, uh, and in network executives want a very specific thing in a pilot that will have nothing to do with anything else you will ever write oh, connected yeah, to yeah. the series, sure. which is so friggin' weird, <laughs> right? It, and it's kind, it's almost counterproductive. It's mm-hmm. almost it's self defeating. Yeah, in the way that it that, that happens because you you. Spend all this time setting up the premise, and the and it, there's nothing funny or nothing interesting about it that makes someone want to come back. Yeah, to watch it again. But you have to do all that to kind of lay a foundation. You know what's something that upsets me? <laughs> I uh, I feel like people oversell how much uh, how bad a show was at the beginning uh, to make yeah. up for the fact that they didn't get it. 
Like I feel like I have read things. I feel like I have read things about how bad uh, this is. Really, only comes up in two situations for me. That would be Thirty Rock and The Office. Okay. Um, and, and I feel like I have read so many things about. Oh, 30 Rock didn't really work the first season, or The Office didn't really work the first season. No, you watched the pilot. Right. You didn't get it yet, mm-hmm. and then you decided it wasn't good, and then you came back to it a year and a half later when someone was telling you how good it was. Exactly. Well, that's what happens. You know, um, I was just reading recently where it is a scientific fact that people have... I, no, no. I was talking to Matt Weiner about this, and he did a and he did a, an interview about it. True. I think we've all talked to Matt Weiner no, about yeah, different he's stuff. He's good in everything. No, but he he uh, you know he, <laughs> yeah, he claims work. that there's a yeah. <laughs> he's good in everything. <laughs> <laughs> it, there, it, he claims that there is a, a scientific fact that that people reject um, anything new immediately mm-hmm. before anything new yeah and um and so it's it's only when consensus starts happening that they re uh, approach something new no oh, interesting and and so you know first of all i i will say that the, the the pilot for 30 rock wasn't our best you know i will say though i i've been watching a ton of pilots kind of in preparation right. for this it's really fucking funny. And yeah, I, I thought the pilot for Thirty Rock was it's funny. Very funny. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, sure. Is it as funny as the one where they right. use the Jack Donaghy voice box right, to right, right. Uh, <laughs> trick? Anyways, look, is Doctor Spaceman in it? No, no. There's no. no. But, <laughs> sure. No, but Hank Cooper <laughs> hasn't come along yet. Oh, well, Hank Cooper hasn't come along for a while. <laughs> no, but, but but yeah, but the, I think that the the pilot for Thirty Rock was funny. I I think that it was that thing where it needed to establish all the characters, and if sure. you didn't know that. Tracy Jordan was crazy. Yeah. Then everything else that he ever does wouldn't be funny. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And if you didn't know that, you know, although to be fair, I kind of think that anything Tracy Morgan does in any context <laughs> is pretty funny. I think Tracy Morgan is, just breathes funny. I think Tracy Morgan like crying at a close <laughs> relative's funeral would probably be pretty funny. <laughs> well, yes, actually, I. I've seen Tracy cry. <laughs> I heard Tracy cry on on Fresh Air. I'm sure. on a first name basis with him as well, um, and uh, for no other reason than you decided to be. And Why he, not? And he cried, and I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, Tracy. Tracy is just one of those people that you know he 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 doesn't have to say. Anything funny for it to be funny? No, and you but know he there, can and, and does and, you know, say but, funny. But things. there are a lot of people who don't get him, and and I yeah. understand that, and I because he is a, a very specific type of comedian. Well, I remember. I mean, on yeah, I think he is one of the great classic examples of a cast member on Saturday Night Live who just completely baffled the writers of Saturday he Night did. Live. And, um, and you know, maybe I, who, and he really didn't break out on Saturday Night Live. Ironically enough, there, there, he wasn't that popular of a sure. cast member on Saturday Night Live. It was only in retrospect. It was only after he yeah, got off like, the show. Yeah, it's like yes, we all love Brian Fellows, right? But, <laughs> the zoologist with the fifth grade education. But, but was that funny at the time? I mean, people didn't get it. Yeah, sure. I, I, it. I swear to God. He, and it's it's very interesting because he's one of the highest selling best of Saturday Night Live DVDs. Damn. But while he was on Saturday Night Live, no one. 
understood him. Well, and, and even the public, it was like I he have was to one say, of those slow burns. I have yeah, to yeah. say, he was my favorite for much of his cast, uh, much of his period on on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He was my favorite cast member. But I definitely under. I mean, I was I was in love with uh, I was in love with him telling Lorne Michaels to get him a sandwich. <laughs> Wait, when did he do that? There was just this. There was a. It may have been a recurring sketch. Was it a recurring sketch? Or they just, did this more than Lorne Michael. Get me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Um, Go get me a sandwich. To the point where I did watch. I did watch multiple episodes of the Tracy Morgan show. Um, I did too on NBC, but I think you know there's a combination. There's a combination of uh, a, a, you put Tracy Morgan on Saturday Night Live. He is as distinctive a comic voice as you could possibly have. Yes, it is a comic voice that is not just distinctive from you know it is distinctive from his cat Saturday Night Live cast castmates. <laughs> yes, you know it is not. I mean, there's nobody else like him. Yeah, it is not easily integrated into uh, yeah. into a uh, you know a, a, it's like yeah the a sketch the where comedy uh, sketch has to be about him. Yeah, for like it to be something you can't yeah. just put him on the panel of a talk show where it's a rotating celebrity. Although he's funny. Is in the view on that well, sketch. but you know, but that's how he broke out. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Tina, um, Tina wrote all those view sketches. Oh, really? Oh, and, wow. And she, you know, she, I mean, Tracy Morgan owes his entire career to Tina Fey. I sure. mean, and, it, and it's not just because of 30 Rock, it's because Tina knew. Uh, Tina wrote for him at a time when nobody else was writing for him and totally got his voice and in a, uh, in, a, in a very specific way that made it kind of amazing uh, you know that made him tracy morgan that we know today do you remember when he was harry belafonte <laughs> on, a, on some i don't yeah. remember which it was you know hardball or something like that and i do remember said, that sketch though and he said poodle is the black man of the dog world <laughs> <I do. laughs> oh man finally tracy. astronaut jones oh man tracy it's so fun no, but when he was on the View, though, the reason why he was he broke yeah. out in the View is because literally there, you know, there were times in in that sketch where everybody was talking at once. Mm-hmm. The person you heard was Tracy, right? Yeah, Even yeah. when everybody was talking at once, you heard Tracy. Sure, and yeah, and I guess the joke is supposed to be the joke of that is supposed to be oh, everyone's talking at once and you can't understand anyone. He's like, no, you understand this but guy and understand. he's being crazy, <laughs> right. and what he's saying is insane. Um, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't get his type of humor, and, and I understand it. And you can't explain it to them, right? It just he just is funny to you, or it's he's not. not and I mean, it. it's not long on expli- explicability. Right. <laughs> it's certainly, if I could characterize it with any word, it might be inexplicable. <laughs> he's inexplic- inscrutable. Do you think he just has that magic gay dust on him? He does. You that's Somebody, what it is? you know what it was? My assistant came up to him mm-hmm. and blew the dust on him. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> just blew the dust on. And then just all of a sudden, rocket. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Keith Powell, 
actor. Seems pretentious. I know that you're self-satirizing it. I mean, I know that you're bringing it yeah. with each time. You're bringing it further towards self-satire. You're becoming more and more a character on the Canadian the television joke. program Slings and Arrows. Oh, 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 but- oh. <laughs> oh, my. We are certainly be- we are certainly now appealing to a very very tiny audience. <laughs> That's what we like to do. We like to start eh, kind of broad, and we like to shrink it down so no one knows what so we're talking no one about. Knows. But uh, I do. One of my favorite quotes ever from that show is uh, um, there's a director, flamboyant director, comes in and he goes, "I am I don't know what his name is. I am Keith Powell. Deal with that." <laughs> <laughs> So I do, I do that like when I walk into the room sometimes. I just go, I'm Keith Powell. Deal with that. <laughs> oh, I want a recording of John Lovett saying that. That would oh, be great. That would be really fun. You could make that your ringtone. Mm-hmm. I'm Lovitz. <laughs> Deal, Deal with, with that. that. <laughs> Why does the voice go up? <laughs> um, hey, sponsor this week, makepixelart.com. It's our pals Ben and Katie's uh, website. This is a fun website where you can go to. They have an application to make it easy for you to make lo-fi graphics. Somebody, did you see the uh, did you see the race car that somebody made for us? I thought it was great. I thought it was a tremendous race car. I have to say, you can go there too. Make us something. Makepixelart.com. Pretty soon they're going to have a mobile telephone application, but in the meantime, you can do it all on the uh, worldwide worldwide internet at makepixelart.com. You make Little, you put drop pixels. You know, it's like Mario Paint, mm-hmm. no, without the confusing musical element. <laughs> Didn't Mario Paint have a confusing it musical did. element? Yes, it's very confusing. Um, hey, uh, let's go to the jumbotron now. Yes. Uh, what do we got? Well, we got a commercial message from our friends at MonthlySauce.com. They painstakingly research gourmet sauces to send you the best of the best. Every month, it makes a great gift for a gourmand, foodie, cooking enthusiast. Or anyone who likes to eat. Personal, I think that's all of us. Personal testimonial. Yes. Jesse gave me a bottle of uh, Chipotle ketchup. From I this did. Same service. Yes. I had a uh, chicken cutlet in oh, the fridge. Left over. Sounds insufficiently flavorful. Boy, that was the problem. And right. I was... I, I had not been grocery shopping. I had this cold chicken cutlet. Sure. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm running out the door. I'm going to warm this thing up. Threw it in a pan. Oh, gosh. Wait a minute. Yeah? Wait. I have that Chipotle ketchup. So you can give it a real kick in the pants, flavor-wise. Threw it on the chicken cutlet. A booyah. I'm in the flavor zone. <laughs> All thanks to MonthlySauce.com. We also have a personal message. Uh, happy 30th birthday to Sarah. Sarah D. Ayuto. <laughs> Sarah, you're old. Sarah. No one else will the, tell you this. No, this, we're, this is Frank right here. This, this is, is an intervention. This you're is, now old. You're, yes. Sarah, about your age. Sarah, you're entering your sexual peak. <laughs> yeah. That's a lady's the sexual dirty peak. 30s. Their 30s. The dirty 30s. dirty 30s. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, heard that. this message to Sarah comes from her husband, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy your wife's sexual peak. And her pals, Keep Monica, because she's horny. Monica, Heather, Holly, and Chris. Um, they say that she is an amazing wife and a wonderful friend. Ooh, I and bet she is. Mm. Best of all, Yum. best of all, she just found out she's a real princess. Oh, oh in joke. That's an in Love joke it. from Jordan Jesse. Go four years ago. 
Nice. Um, do people email? You don't have a public email address. No. People are constantly emailing me about something that happened on Jordan Desi Go four years ago. And then I, if, they, if I want to respond to them, first I have to ask them to explain what happened. <laughs> because I don't remember. Yeah. Um, anyway, happy, happy 30th birthday to Sarah. By the way, Sarah's birthday, November 11th. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, November 11th, 2011 is a very important date in an organization which I have a vested interest in, and that is the Corduroy Appreciation Club, Mm. um, because it is the date which most resembles corduroy of all time. (laughs) Also... Lots of straight lines. Mm -hmm. Also, it's the date The Immortals comes out from the producer of 300. Well, this looks sign like a me up. similar That's, film. Isn't that America's most beloved new gray and gold Wait, movie? Talk, <laughs> let's talk about uh, uh, you know talk about a movie that they sp- sprinkled a lot of gay dust on. <laughs> uh, yes, were, yes, they were looking at uh, you know the producer's cut of the movie, going, "Well, this is this is fine. It's not gay enough." Hey guys, <laughs> right. looking at a cut of a movie in here. <laughs> Um, no, I have to. T- but what I find, I, and I don't mean to go off on a tangent no, about no, three hundred, no, but I hate the movie with a flaming passion. Sure. And what I, what I a find, flaming passion. No, eh? but what I find very interesting is is that the uh, the Spartans regularly had sex with each other in order to like you know um, get pumped up get pumped to get up. pumped up to go into war, yeah. and they were so homophobic in the movie. Oh yeah, like yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely like always kind of a comically conservative movie. And I kind of go, you're the people that fucked each other. <laughs> not what? Well, not the bad. I mean, the right. bad guys probably fucked each other too. I'm sure the bad. But yeah, right. But There's like, of, but yeah. no, but you're gonna be homophobic when you fuck each other, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know how when they cover each other with the shield? There's that move in the movie where they 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 defend against the arrow barrage by covering themselves. With shields, when you can't see them, they're fucking in there. Right. But you know, and that was also like the famous society that did the man boy love thing. Oh, sure, sure. And, and you kind of go, but you're be like, like the movie was so aggressively homophobic. Yeah, there was like evil. Gay it was a dudes. little disgusting. Sure. Yeah, I would enjoy watching a, and by enjoy watching, I mean not enjoy watching, but be glad exists in the world. Like a stars series, uh, S-T-A-R-Z, uh, a, a sort of sword and sandal epic that has a lot of dude-on-dude fucking. <laughs> it would be historically accurate. Like, you Which know, is as, as gratuitous as the boobs and, you know, Spartacus yeah, blood and sand. Exactly. Right. Just a lot of cock. Just so many just beautiful rock-hard boners. Sure. That would be historically just accurate. Elegant, yeah, yeah. elegant, but also threatening boners. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. if you want to have a beautiful birthday message like that... <laughs> If you want us to get you rock hard. Okay, Jordan, I feel I yeah. feel bad about talking about Sarah's sexual peak um, on behalf of her husband. And no, that's great. They, Good for him. Good for both of them. Tony, Monica, Heather, Holly, and Chris say that uh, Sarah's favorite segment on Jordan, Jesse Go is Jordan Sings a Song. Mm. Um, I don't know if maybe when we come back from a break, in honor of Sarah's birthday, we might be able to put a little something together. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Keith Powell, ballerina. <laughs> See, now you should he... say it with some gravitas, though. <laughs> yeah. Keith Powell, ballerina. 
pretty, pretty ballerina. I think you're a ballerino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ballerino. Uh, okay, so, so for Jordan, the birthday, before we move on. I, 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 just want to, I just want to say, I mean, Keith, Keith has heard Jordan Jesse go before, but I don't think he's listened to every episode or anything. And I want to give Keith a little background on what we're about to do before sure. we do it. Mm. Um, you know, we have some recurring segments on Jordan Jesse go, and we don't like to run them into the ground, Keith. We bring them back once in a while, but there are some that... Not, wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> Ooh. No, sorry. No, I'm That's just... not our job. Hey. Um, I love the limericks. Yeah. Um, but uh, here's the thing, Keith. There are some segments that so move people, um, that really transform people's perspective on, on life, on love on, you know, what it is to be a man or woman in contemporary America. I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's inaccurate. And and I think that this segment is one of those, this is an example of one of those things. This is something where people come up to me on the street and they say, I was down in the dumps, you know, my, my wife left me, uh, you know, my husband left me, um, I, you know, I had run... I had it was Halloween and I didn't have any candy for all the kids and all the kids were leaving my house crying. Um, you know, I had to get my leg cut off because of diabetes. Um, just all of these things in this one segment transformed my life. Oh well, I'm and, ready for my world to be rocked. And, and this hard. segment is called Jordan sings a song. Jordan, what song are you going to be singing for us? I'm going to be singing a little bit of "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen. Now, Jordan isn't technically a professional singer. No. Um, although I, I think that singing on this program, which he does get paid to co-host, may qualify him yeah, as one. Sure. <laughs> um, but there's something about him. I would say that Jordan is a Susan Boyle-like figure. Sure, mm. yeah. Just like, um, he also kinda has looks, looks he like also him. has a Susan Boyle-like figure. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry, boy. Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. And a hairdo. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Um, but I, I think, I, I think you're, I, I guess I'm just saying this to say that I think you're really going to enjoy this and you should really strap in, especially your dick, because I'm holding on. It's going to be a powerful experience. So the Dear song life. again, this Jordan, don't stop me now by queen. And I'm going to ask you guys, because this is a birthday okay. edition and I want it to be extra special. Sure. When I point to you guys, I'm going to have you do the harmony with me, which is all okay. you have to do is going to do it twice. I'm just going to point at you guys, and you're going to go, don't stop me now. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. okay. I'm ready. <clears throat> Tonight, I'm going to have myself a real good time. I feel alive. And the world is turning inside out. Yeah. I'm floating along in ecstasy. So don't, don't stop, stop me now. Don't. don't Stop me now, because I'm having a good time, having a good time. I'm a shooting star, looping through the sky like a tiger, defying the laws of gravity. I'm a racing car, passing by like Lady Godiva. I'm going to go, 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 go. There's no stopping me. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
The show's Jordan, Jesse Go, and I'm a toast. Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Keith Powell, Black Panther. Say it with gravitas. Keith Powell, Black Panther. That's great. Not questioning <laughs> sexiness. <laughs> we all got something different from that. The tone of that was, should I be this sexy? <laughs> should I? Should I? Do I have a choice? Hello? Uh-huh. Uh, I uh, yeah. I did a I, I recently did a voiceover for um, a commercial for um, uh, an online company, LuisGuzman.com. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the the voice that I used was, "This is the plural S's," <laughs> and you know. They are they are an Indian rock band who used to be a, and my girlfriend's like why don't you talk like that all the time <laughs> like like a tool well that's because <laughs> that's because <laughs> your girlfriend to be fair to your girlfriend she did have her sexual awakening while listening to an ESL tape right. <laughs> um, listen speaking speaking of sexual awakenings we have a segment on this show called Straight Talk for Teens. This is where teenagers who are having a lot of problems in their life, as all teenagers do, let's face right. it, it's a rocky time in everyone's life. And there yes. are literally no other podcasts for advice. Yeah, so they call us and ask us to guide them through uh, the rocky shoals of teenagerdom and into the pussy shores of college. <laughs> your 20s. Yeah, your 20s. <laughs> um, so we, we have a couple of calls uh, from real-life teens. Uh, let's hear what they have to say for themselves. I hope, I hope they're, they can pull up their pants first. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jesse, and delightful guest. This is Allison from Minnesota. I'm calling because I am a teen in dire need of some straight talk. I live in a Minneapolis suburb, and I met a guy who goes to the U of M a few months ago. Despite only meeting once, we hit it off and now text and Facebook each other with some regularity. There are two problems here. One, I'm 17 and he's 21. As in, I'm a senior in high school and he's a senior in college. Number two, I am horrible at reading signs. We've planned to attend a few events together. He offered to take me to the Tignataro show that he helped book. But I can't tell if he's just being nice and I don't want to embarrass myself. What do I do? Thanks, guys. Bye. Some very serious straight talk action here. Yeah. Okay, so wait. And I, I guess I maybe don't know a lot about Minnesota geography. Is part of her conundrum that they live far away or not? No, he attends the University issue? of Minnesota. He's a golden gopher. Oh, um, and uh, I think that they are reasonably proximate. Okay. I think that's part of this question. I may have misinterpreted. I mean, and one of her issues is is the age difference. Right. That's. I think that's the core issue. The yeah. secondary issue is she can't read signs, which is going to be a problem in relationships and also a big problem in intersections. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the first thing is uh, with men, there there is no reading signs. He wants yeah. to have sex. With yeah, her. he wants to have sex. With yeah, her. wants to put it in. Yeah, and I think that. I, okay, and this is something I was. I, I was having a conversation about this recently. And with a 17-year-old. With a 17-year-old. <laughs> I was trying to... Find. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- I, I wonder if... Th- there's, that, there's that, like, well, men are more prone to thinking something's a date. Right. And women are... Um, Women are constantly more, agreeing to go on dates that turn out not to be dates. R- yeah, I was, and I, but right. and I think women are more like 
I don't I don't know if it's oblivious women, or not. Women think that men and women can be friends. Right? <laughs> yes. By just the two of them doing something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. But yeah, no, I think it's safe to say, ladies out there, if a if a guy's inviting you to a thing where it's just the two of you, and certainly when he pays for something, just assume that he's interested. Yes, I would agree with that. Um I here's I I've I've spent a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. In my life on dates where the woman was like, oh, what? Oh, you're yeah. interested? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, a lot of dates where after the check comes and you paid it, she's like, we should meet my boyfriend. He's right. out with his friends. That's happened to me more times than oh, I can sure. And you're yeah. like, but I already bought this copy of Taboo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I guess a relationship is off the table. <laughs> um, I, I have to I have to dad out on this one. Sure. And I'm going to go with he's definitely interested but I don't think you should get involved. I agree. Yeah, no, I I feel a little bit like that too. And uh yeah, I mean if it, you know, if it's you don't just want to be fucked, I'm assuming. Right. <laughs> it's not that's not your core. It's not the agenda. Not the agenda. <laughs> if you are well, then, you could probably do it elsewhere. But we cannot advocate. Uh, right. But if you do want to just have a relationship, you can fucking hang out for a couple months while you turn 18. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like once you're in college, if you're a freshman in college and he's a senior in college, there is still an unequal power balance there. But it's not so bad, and it will probably be made up for by the fact that... He is an awkward guy whose only social outlet is booking Tig Notaro shows. <laughs> um, and not, nothing against our good friend Tig Notaro, sure. the, the brilliant Tig Notaro. But, um, you know, I mean, uh, okay, it'll be okay then. Sure. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that I, I, I honestly just think that um, she is young and has... Um, you know, a whole world to explore and a whole um, group of social um, circles to explore and, you know, kind of being in a relationship with this dude um, and being serious about this dude at such a young age and at such a, an age difference at this particular time in their life might not be smart. But here's a good... I think sure. Jordan's advice is, is at the core of this, and that is when it comes to reading signals from dudes... Um, they probably just they probably do want to sleep with you. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, definitely, definitely. If you if you're if you're a young lady and and it's just you and a guy, oh, then they definitely want to sleep. With yeah, you. I think default to that. Just don't default don't. To that. Yeah, then to, if you do just want to pal, unless around, they haven't figured out that they were gay, that they're gay yet. Right. Yes. If they're just looking for a beard. <laughs> right. Yeah. If they have a handful of sparkly but that, dust. But in that case, though. But in that case, if they haven't found out that they're yeah. gay yet. Nine times out of ten, they're trying to convince themselves that they just want to sleep with you. Yeah. So then we're back to the yeah, square one. Yeah, it's still the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a little sadder for you and them. <laughs> the whole thing's just it's a little sadder. It's the same basic setup, <laughs> right. but with a right. more melancholy in retrospect. Here's right. my final advice. Uh, don't do anything one-on-one with this guy, because yeah. that's a date. Yes. Yeah. Pal around in a group setting... Yeah, and if he's a really you know a nice guy and you guys are meant to be together, then when you turn eighteen, you can start the dating process. Yeah, uh, but yeah, for now, don't let him pay for a lot of stuff and don't go to any one-on-one things with him. Yeah, don't let him pick you up in his Camaro after school. Oh, sure. Uh, 
If he's got a Lambo, <laughs> then blow it. Keith is like, I don't know. Does it have a Firebird painted on the hood? <laughs> it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, JJ Go. This is Ben Kearns from Tampa, and I think I'm in need of some straight talk for teens. I'm 18, and I just entered college. Well, I entered college in about a, about a month ago, and I've had a hard time making friends. I just I don't really know what to do. I've always been kind of a socially awkward guy, but I'm trying to overcome that, and I just don't know how well it's working. I don't know, but... I think I'd like some help, I guess, on the subject of how to meet people or make friends. Thanks. First step, listen to more podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Turn to them for advice. <laughs> Anybody who knows how to socialize, it's podcasters. Um, well, first of all, yeah. nerds shall inherit the earth. So it's not such the worst thing in the world that you're, um, that you're socially awkward at the moment. One day you sure. might own your own theater company. Right, and then be on Thirty Rock. <laughs> yeah, well, keep up. Keep up with your. Well, you, you did you? Uh, you went to a uh, some sort of performance college, right? Did I, I did. kind of glean that? I went to NYU well, uh, for to acting. The Tisch School of the Arts. To the Tisch School of the Arts. Did yeah. you go into it feeling socially awkward? Um, I don't. I mean, yes. I, I guess everyone feels socially awkward, yeah, sure um, especially if you're an actor. Um, I and I feel. Now, even now, I'm still socially awkward. Um, the- I think we are all we're all feeling that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but but you know, I, I think that for me, I've been looking at my phone a lot <laughs> during this show. Yeah, I know. I I can bore the shit out of people, but no, you know, especially I think especially Treat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I think for so me, much that he I, doesn't offer you a second slice of carob cake. <laughs> you know, I knew that there was a reason we were not. You know, praising Mother Gaia yeah. the second yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. but but oh, no, I think that for me, uh, first of all, I think that college is the time to discover who you are and how you relate to people and what kind of people that you want to relate to, and that was very much, you know, what happened with me. For, for, you know, I had a very, um, you know, I grew up in a house with <clears throat> um, all women, and I, um, I was. I was very uh, protected, and going into college, um, you know, made me see a lot of different people, a lot of different ways of life, and and um, and it, I started to learn who I was as a human being, as an individual, and I think that that's what college is about, right? You started to explore your body. And I explored my body sure. very often. Um, and, 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 no, but but you know, well, you got I, high so speed think, internet for the first time. Sure. <laughs> but you know, I think, but I think that being in college is the time where you are socially awkward. You are trying to go out there and meet different people, and and you are trying to defi- find out, define who you are as a human being. And I, and so I think that that's just, yeah. You I know, think I that think what he's saying is not unusual, and I think that. Right. He he needs to understand that that's not unusual. That's actually more normal. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's something funny. Is like when you are growing up, like you're kind of like you. It's not absolutely your call who you're friends with. Like when you're right. a kid, like well, there's the kids in your neighborhood, and you should probably make friends with them, even if you know it's like right. Just to have friends around, maybe like 
if they're yeah. sportier than you, you should try and be a little sportier. You know, like you should kind of right. maybe you have to adapt a little bit when you're a kid to kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, get by. But yeah, when you're in college, you can kind of pick and choose. And if you don't hit it off with somebody right away, don't feel like you need to impress them. Yeah, no matter how sporty they are. Sure. Well, but but I also will say that <laughs> maybe the- maybe they've got two doors and a spoiler. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Very sporty. No, but but I, I, I will also say that the friends will happen. It, and especially yeah. if it's only been a month. Sure, sure. Um, I remember, you know, figuring out who my friend. You know, if you feel the need to make friends, lifelong friends, immediately with the people that you've gone to college, you, you know, you're starting college with, then you'll never get anywhere. You know, the friends will happen. Yeah, and I wouldn't force it. I would say that even people who are not socially awkward believe themselves to be socially awkward. Like, social awkwardness is a common experience with everyone. And that, you know, college is a world of people who are excited to have escaped high school, whether they were kings of high school or stepped on by high school. And no matter how socially awkward you are, there are more socially awkward people than you, and they also want friends. Exactly. Um, and so I, just throw down a box of toothpicks, <laughs> see who can count them, <laughs> and make friends with that guy. Just to head, just to head down to the library, open up that Settlers of Catan. Also, <laughs> no, but seriously, what I want to say is that what I think you should really do is. Just make sure that you are not cutting yourself off from the opportunity to uh, engage with other people. And that means when someone, anytime anybody says you want to go do this or you want to try doing that, try saying yes instead of no as your first response. I mean, I'm not saying that you should, you know, uh, say yes to, you know, taking some peyote and climbing to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. But, you know, you should try and make yes your default response for a while. And you should try and just do as best you can, irrespective of how socially awkward you feel. Just know everyone feels awkward and just put yourself yourself in those situations as best as you can, even if it means joining four clubs or something. You know what I mean? And, you know... Showing up to the Filipino club the meeting. The idea of an orgy I went orgy to a lot of Filipino awkward. club meetings. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of an orgy sounds very awkward. But you know what? You get there. But... You talk. You have some lewds. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. Yeah, I don't know. Shit Things works happen. itself out. So just say yes. But co- college is about saying yes to life. And, and that's all. That's really. You're there to hammer that social awkwardness. Yeah. And that's what the whole experience is about. Yeah, and pretty dude, soon, it's just a month. You're you're fine. Pretty yeah. soon, you'll be transformed into a, a majestic golden eagle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, just like me and Jordan and Keith Powell from Thirty Rock. Keith Powell, Black Panther. <laughs> if you <laughs> eagles of a feather, we should explain that Keith Powell's nickname is uh, Black Panther because he owns a puma. <laughs> um, if you need some straight talk If you're a teen out there And you need some straight talk 206-984-4FUN Our telephone number uh, If you have a momentous occasion Want to call us about just about anything 206-984-4FUN Or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart Jordan Morris, boy detective Keith Powell, I've run out of things to say. Oh, don't worry about it, Keith. <laughs> you know what? Keith, that's why we're Same. wrapping this thing up. Yeah, <laughs> we're out of nicknames. We already tapped the Powell well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, how about a, a, a tweet of the week here, Jordan? Yes, that'd be great. Uh, this one is from Max McGreevy, who is at Law and Order PCP. That's a kind of funny. That's kind of funny. It actually is kind yeah. of funny. Good work, Max McGreevy. Uh, he says, uh, I, th- I believe this is a momentous occasion. He says, Halloween party in Silver Lake. Beautiful couple holding hands and dancing to New Order in vintage Star Trek uniforms. P.S. Lesbians. <laughs> that is great. That is a momentous occasion. Vivid, vivid picture. What yeah. a beautiful sentiment, isn't it? <laughs> Max, just e- email intern at maximumfun.org with uh, your That's size and our unisex t-shirts, and we will send you a free t-shirt. And everyone should tweet uh, with the hashtag JJGo. I'd like to see more momentous occasion tweets. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag it momentous occasions and JJGo, right? Come on. No reason not to. Taking care of business. Hey, um, I am headed to uh, London, England, Jordan, Mm -hmm. um, and it is going to be fucking great. I am doing a Make Your Thing Mm -hmm. in London. Uh, That is going to be November 16th at the Green Man Public House in something called Marleybone. That is a part of London. <laughs> awesome. Sounds very London-y. Marley Bone. Uh, very few tickets left for that, but so, so grab them if uh, they have not yet sold out. Uh, it's going to be hosted by our friend, the brilliantly hilarious Josie Long, uh, England's most uh, beloved stand-up comedian. Um, and we are also going to do a meetup in Belfast, uh, which is where I'm going to be first in Belfast, Northern Ireland. That is going to be on, um, gosh, as you hear this, Wednesday evening? Tuesday. So if you're listening to this right away, uh, the Belfast meetup will be Tuesday, November 8th from 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, The location has not yet been decided as of this recording, but if you just go to the forum or look at MaximumFun.org, you will find it there. Um, Uh, I've got a little, as long as we're saying where we're going to be. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Here in Los Angeles, uh, Saturday, November 12th, 8 p.m., I will be doing a show called Lit Up. Uh, This is kind of a storytelling stand-up comedy show. Uh, This is at St. Michael's and All Angels Church, 3646 Coldwater Canyon, Studio City, California, 91406. I'll be Twittering and uh, putting that up on the forum. Uh, And and, uh, this is a storytelling show. It's kind of for a good cause. Um, They are, um, I think the charity they are supporting this month is... Um, ba, 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 ba. A, a mom with six kids who has escaped abuse, and um, it is a it is at a church. I will say the story I am telling will be filthy. Uh-huh. So, uh, if, if 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 the potential awkwardness of that appeals to you, please come to the all lit up show uh, on the twelfth at eight o'clock in Studio City. Keith, we so appreciate having you oh, here on guys, the program. It's been my pleasure. It's yeah, been my pleasure. Thank you. It was a tremendous. It was a tremendous honor. I mean, not just for me, but also for my mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, she was very excited. Yeah. Gave me some water. Yeah, she's a very nice lady. She's <laughs> keep you hydrated. Very, keep you hydrated. Very caring. You have any important projects that we should mention? Um, no, I, I I am doing this animated uh, uh, thing. It's going to be called Nate and Abe. It's it's about uh, when I. Uh, got caught with porn when I was 13 years old wow. uh, in school. And, uh, in school? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was caught with porn in, in high school. And, um, what sort of porn? I mean, and I went to a Catholic that? school, oh, ironically okay. enough. It was a penthouse. Ah. And, well, that's um, pretty good porn for uh, a 13-year-old. Um, and it's it's got, um, oh God, it's got uh, a whole bunch of people. It's got Robert Ben Garrett, David Wayne, Rachel oh, Dratch. 
um, Alyssa Milano, all doing voices for it. We're gonna we're we're uh, animating it right now. We're gonna put it together and I'm gonna put it online soon. Um, I also so people should look for that on internet on on internet gotcha. internet.com. Um, uh, but you know, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Keith Powell is my Twitter name. K E I T H P O W E L L. Yeah, I, it's called at Keith Powell. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> at <laughs> Keith Powell. No one will now know. You're like, oh, well, I'm typing Keith Powell. Nothing happened. <laughs> at, <laughs> at Keith, Keith Powell. Powell. And then my website is powelltothepeople.net. And you can see a lot of my... Um, my that was powelltothepeople.com taken? It was, by some crazy Brit but, guy but you who, will not, who will not sell it to me. But you, but you, couldn't, you couldn't come up with another website name when that was taken. Powell you had to, your heart it's set on the people. It's kind of fucking name. awesome. It's a good URL. So, and you can you know, watch my, um, my, my web videos. Wait, me who, acting uh, weird who, uh, who stole the website from you? Some crazy British guy named Keith Powell. Mm, no, 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 I'm everything. sorry. No, his name ah, is... I just wanted to say he's good. <laughs> Brian Powell is his name. Oh. And, and Brian oh. is my real first name, actually. Ah. And, uh, and he's some British guy. So when you go over there, can you please, like, I'll keep down? I'll keep an eye peeled. And if shit goes down. I'm going to tell the State Department that it was your fault. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> um, and hey, me and Jordan have our uh, big comedy show yes. returning in Southern California, November 25th, the day after Thanksgiving at the Ice House in Pasadena, uh, the Comedy Club with Jordan and Jesse. Uh, who's on the show this time around? Well, let me tell you. We got Greg Barrett. We got Moshe Kasher. Mm-hmm. We got the return of the great Al Madrigal, our good friend, Mr. Al Madrigal, and more. Just wait, Jordan. To be announced. And more. Mm-hmm. So uh, get your tickets now online, MaximumFun.org, all that good stuff. Uh, JJ, go at MaximumFun.org, 206-984-4FUN, our telephone number, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Thank you very much for listening to our program and enjoy this promo from one of our Max Fun compatriots. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're three brothers. It's not a coincidence. We have a show. It's called My Brother, My Brother Me. It's an advice show for the modern era. Uh, sometimes we also take questions from the Yahoo Answer Service. Hey, guys, how many push-ups does it take to look like a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine question, Griffin. We'll answer that one and so much more, including questions from readers about love and navigating the waters of society. Subscribe on iTunes or get it online at MaximumFun.org. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. Sorry.